Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of the Commander's Contingencies podcast, where we're going to be talking about the secret lair that I might end up releasing this episode early for, or and two decks, a Doran Big Butts deck and a Coronavirus deck. Corona False God, that is. Alright, I'm just going to briefly go over the rules for people who do not know. So, the idea, the goal of the Commander Quest is to make a Magic the Gathering Commander deck whenever every single card in Magic the Gathering. So, there are roughly 20,000 cards in Magic that I can play legally. So, the idea is if I make Commander decks with those cards in them with no duplicates in 300 co- about about 300 decks i will have made a commander deck with every single card in magic the gathering that is the goal, the eventual goal and these are just decks that i'm brewing to begin the challenge all right Let's get into it. So first, I want to talk about the secret lair. So this secret lair has all 15 gods from the old Theros. And they are in packs of three for $40 each and $150 for all five. Um, They are on sale on the 14th to 16th of February. Uh, It was a really fast... um, release there wasn't much of a warning so i might just end up uh releasing this episode early in order for it to come out when you still have a chance to buy it but that all depends on how quickly i can finish editing all right uh real quick thing uh first of all this episode is coming out early second of all uh i am doing a a new naming convention convention for my episodes i will just put the names of one of the decks that i'm going over and the third thing is that for all of these secret layers all of the things within them are foil and alternate arts the alternate arts are somewhat like full art but the text is still there it's a the, te- the art is in the background uh they look amazing uh, but I just wanted to add this in post recording and editing. So the five chunks are a Nylea, God of the Hunt, Xenagos, God of Revels, Farika, God of Affliction one, $40. They're all $40. Thassa, God of the Sea, Afara, God of the Polis, Krufix, God of Horizons, Perforos, God of the Forge, Mogus, God of Slaughter, Karanos, God of Storms, a Heliod, God of the Sun, Iroas, God of Victory, Karometra, God of Har- Harvest, an Erebos, God of the Dead, Athreos, God of Passage, and a Phoenix, God of Deception. So, these are great value, uh, as the rest of them. And, of course, there's speculation that there will be, again, stained glass. Uh, planeswalkers because there were in every single other secret lair all right let's get into the decks so first we have my doran the siege tower big butts deck uh doran the siege tower is black green white for zero five each creature assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power if you do not know Butts is analogous to toughness in magic. Uh, it's just, yeah. Uh, Alright, so this deck, basically I'm just running janky cards that have higher toughness than they do CMC. That's basically it. For example, Curious Pair uh, is one in a green for a 1-3. It also has treats to share, which is, which is green for swor- for an adventure, sorcery, create a food token. Uh, but 
mainly I'm just paying, playing it because it's two mana three three. So I'm just gonna do that, and then I'm gonna beat people down. Uh, next we have Realm Cloaked Giant, which is five white white for a seven seven vigilance cast off. Five, three white white for a sorcery adventure destroy all non giant creatures. I figured that was a modest wrath, so that I can have at least one wrath in this deck. Plus, it's a 7-7 Vigilance, which is great. Abzan Charm is one black green. For an instant, choose one. Exile target creature with power three or greater. You draw two cards and lo you lose two life, or distribute two plus one plus one counters among one or two creatures. It's basically there so I can draw two and lose two. Um, again, it's a modest card that allows me to play that. Uh, next is Tower Defense, which is one in a green. For an instant, creatures you control get plus zero, plus five, and gain reach until end of turn. Uh, that basically means creatures I control get plus five, plus five, and reach, which is amazing. Abzan Beastmaster is two and a green for Creature Hound Shaman. At the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card if you control a creature, the creature with the t greatest toughness or tied with the greatest toughness. So it's two, one. That's great. It just gives me card draw that is playable almost nowhere else. Because, you know, these decks need card draw. Ancient Spider is two green white for two five. Ancient Spider may block as though it had flying. So it's reach. Uh, belligerent Brontodon, five green white for a creature dinosaur. Each creature you control assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. And it's a 4-6, so even if I already have Dorian out, it is a 6-6. Six, six. Uh, if not, then I can make, then I can have another effect. Because sometimes my opponents will just do something to Doran, and I can't rely on it always being there. And the deck very much falls apart if he's not. Uh, Border Guard is 2 and a white for a 1-4. Again, it has higher toughness than it does CMC, so I'm just running it. Canopy, canopy Spider, one in a green for a 1-3 reach. Catacomb Crocodile, uh, four in a black for a 3-7. Catacomb Slug, four in a black for a 2-6. Charity Extractor, four, three in a black for a 1-5 lifelink. Colossodon Yearling, Two and a green for a two four. Dune Beetle. One in a black for a one four. Dutiful Servants. Three in a white for a two five. Endangered Armadon. Two green green for a four five. If you control any creature with toughness two or less, sacrifice Endangered Armadon. Uh, Veneraf Scouts. Two and a white for a one four. Gifted Averborn, Black Black for a 2-3 Death Touch Lifelink. Grizzled Leotau, Green White for a 1-5. Hitchclaw Recluse, uh, 2 and a Green for a 1-4. Imperial Outrider, 3 and a White for a 1-5. Indomitable Ancients, 2 White White for a 2-10. These are all basically the same. They're just beaters, so I can just smash my opponents for a lot of damage really quickly without having to spend too much mana. Obviously this deck isn't very good, but I mean, I have to get these out of the way and the synergy to average card ratio in these is pretty good. Uh, obviously that's not scientific. It's basically just in my mind, what I'm trying to optimize is the synergy and in how good the card, how much better the card is in the deck than it would be in any, uh, than it would be baseline, and how close and how high that can possibly be. So I want it to be the, the best possible, the most amount better possible. So I want it for every card I include, I want it to be the highest synergy, the highest increased synergy. Uh, that was 
a very strange way of phrasing it, but I'm hoping you understand what I mean. Uh, Ironclad Crovad is three and a white for two five. Kamiya Boltstone three and a white for a one seven. Leatherback Bailoff green 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 for four five. Looming Altasaur three and a white for one seven. Luxdon Wayfarer two and a white for one five. Moss Monster three green green for a three six. Norwood Ranger green for a one two. Old Gaspark uh, three hybrid. Green white hybrid green white for three six. Farah's band centaurs is four and a green for three seven. Frized slat plated slagworm is four green 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 for an eight eight hexproof. Uh, quilled slagworm is three four green 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 for an eight eight. Redwood tree folk tree folk is four and a green for a three six rage ribcage spider is two and a green for one four reach rotted hulk is three and a black for two five rotted high strix four and a green for a three six rotting mastodon four and a black for two eight rustwing falcon white for a one two sanctuary cat white for a one two Scaled Behemoth, four green green for a six seven hexproof. Uh, Sir Chandelar of Eberin is four white green for a legendary four seven. Skyblade of the Legion, one in a white for a one three flying. Sporecap Spider is two in a green for a one five reach. Uh, Tasseled Dromedary is white for a zero four. Territorial Rock is one in a white for a one three flying those who serve is two in a white for a two four zombie uh tormented angel is three in a white for a one five flying trained jackal is green for a one two ukud cobra is three in a black for a two five death touch valiant guard is white for a zero three Volunteer Militia is white for a 1-2. Wandering Tomb Shell is 3 and a black for a 1-6. Watch Wolf is green white for a 3-3. Wild Wilt Leaf Cavaliers is hybrid green white, hybrid green white, hybrid green white for a 3-4 Vigilance. Uh, Yoked Ox is white for a 0-4. And Zetalpa Primal Dawn is 6 white white. For 4-8, Flying, Double Strike, Vigilance, Trample, Indestructible. So, with it dealing damage equal to its toughness, it'll attack for 16, because that's Double Strike. And it's a 4-8, so it'll deal 8 damage twice. Which is great. Plus, it's got Evasion. And Vigilance. And Indestructible. It's an amazing card. Alright, uh, that is most of the deck. You get the idea. Big toughness and things that profit from. Uh, there's a couple more cards, uh, mainly just the enchantments. I am not running any non-basic lands. I'm running 16 forests, 14 plains, and 7 swamps. Uh, basically, I'm just trying to be conservative with my lands because I'm going to need fixing for my 5 color decks. And it's going to be hard to justify for non-4 or 5 color decks running fixing. In, I might add it in some decks if they require a lot of double or triple manas mana requirement if they have a lot of double or triple mana requirements but most of the time i will not do that all right uh, assault formation is one in a green for an enchantment each creature you control assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power and green target creature with defender can attack this turn as though it didn't have defender and two in a green Creatures you control get plus zero, plus one until end of turn. Uh, feed the pack is two and is five and a green for an enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice a non-token creature. If you do, put X two two green wolf creature tokens onto the battlefield, where X is the sacrificed creature's toughness. So, if I either don't have Doran out, or I have him out and I just want to buff up my total power, I can use feed the pack. Sacrifice.
because logically, even though it would deal damage equal to the toughness, the toughness, the total toughness would become doubled because I'd get two twos for each toughness. Uh, plus, having many bodies is helpful with many things such as tower defense, which if you don't remember, creatures you control get plus zero, plus five and gain reach until end of turn. That would become crazy. And I'd probably just win that turn. Uh, Fruit of the first tree is three and a green for an enchantment aura, enchant creature. Whenever enchanted creature dies, you gain X life and draw X cards where X is its toughness. Uh, That's great. Uh, Gauntlets of light is two and a white for uh, an enchantment aura. Enchanted creature gets plus zero plus two and assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. And enchanted creature has two and a white untap this creature. Same idea as the others, it just is more redundancy for Doran. Uh, the birth of Miletus is one in a white for uh, saha- an enchantment saga. Uh, one, search your library for a basic planes card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Two, create a zero four colorless wall artifact creature token with defender. The defender is sad, but that's fine. And three, you gain two life. All right, so that's the deck. Uh, obviously, that that's the idea of the deck. It's pretty simple. I just got a whole lot of unplayable cards out of the way for this challenge. I don't know exactly how conservative I'm gonna have to be with this challenge. I'm hoping that I can be more similar to the first two decks I brewed in conservativity. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm just going to say it anyways. Uh, Then I have been with these recent ones, but my guess is I'm going to have to be closer to this Doran deck, where I am running a couple of playable cards, but really almost nothing. Like, for example, I have Realm Cloaked Giant and I have Absan Beastmaster. But I'm just hoping that in the, I also have Zatalpa. I'm just hoping that in the future, I can be a little bit less conservative because this, these decks just aren't, aren't tuned. You know, I'm just building, I, never mind. There isn't, I have not found any good way of rating the decks, decks power level, but I don't know of any method either. So I'm just not going to use one. Uh, The best thing you can possibly do is just compare two decks. That's the only measure I've found that actually works. Uh, Maybe in the future, I'll attempt to take that on that challenge on. But uh, currently, I don't have a good solution for it. So if I ever do find out about one, I will definitely do that. All right, let's get into the next deck. So this deck is a coronavirus deck. So Corona, the false god, is the inspiration of this deck. I was just hearing people talk. I listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, I was just hearing them talk and they just said something about Corona. And I was like, hold on, I can do that. So I present you with the coronavirus deck. Hopefully no one finds this offensive, but whatever. All right, so Corona False God is only relevant due to its name. One blue, black, red, green, five, five, haste. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player untaps Corona False God and gains control of it. And whenever Corona attacks, creatures of the type of your choice get plus three, plus three until the end of turn. Uh, that's just relevant. First, I have it's a five color deck. And second, because I get the name Corona. I might, if, if someone decides to build this in real life, should totally get an altar. I don't know what, but just something. Something for Corona. Uh, okay, so let's get into the cards. I'm gonna quickly read the cards and then I'll explain the relationship. So, 
uh, Amber Prison is four for an artifact. You may choose not to untap Amber Prison during your untap step. Four, tap. Tap target artifact, creature, or land. As long as Amber Prison is tapped, that permanent doesn't untap during its controller's untapped step. So, this represents the quarantine that people are in and how they cannot leave or do anything. Uh, next is Barrel's Cage. Uh, four for an artifact. Three, target creature does not untap during its controller's next untap phase. Uh, again, same thing, quarantined. Hedron Archive. Four for an artifact, tap, add, colorless, colorless. Two, set, tap, sacrifice, Hedron Archive, draw two cards. All right, first of all, uh, it is a prison. Hedron Archive is kind of a prison for the Eldrazi. It's really strange, honestly. I just went with what the flavor text said. You've begun to understand the Hedron's true purpose, said Ugin. The Eldrazi can become imprisoned. And how did that work out last time? Asked Jace. So, this is just, I'm using it as a prison and so I can get mana ramp and hard draw into the deck. A uh, hot soup is one for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature can't be blocked. Whenever equipped creature is dealt damage, destroy it. Equip three, attached to target creature you control. Equip only as a sorcery. All right, I have a lot to say about this. First of all, the thematic similarity is the is the statement that the coronavirus came from bat soup. First of all, that is actually not true. Uh, that is misinformation, but I am still using that theme in the deck a little bit because I want to diversify the relations to the coronavirus. Plus, I think this would be a really fun deck to not tell your opponents what the theme is and try and make them guess it. I, yeah. Uh, third of all, Hot Soup is a great thematic card. Equipped creature can't be blocked. He's tiptoeing past with his soup. And when it and when he's dealt damage, destroy it. He, he spilled his soup. He's getting burnt. I don't know, I just like this card. I think it's really funny. Uh, it fits in perfectly with this deck. Uh, Plague Boiler is... Three, for an artifact. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a plague counter on plague boiler. One, and a black, green, put a plague counter on plague boiler, or remove a plague counter from it. And when plague counter has three or more plague counters on it, sacrifice it if you do destroy all non-land permanents. So, this symbolizes the plague spreading and growing and destroying everything. Obviously, it'd be a little bit more thematic if it destroyed things incrementally, but it's pretty good. Uh, plus it says plague in it, which yeah. Ring of Gix is three for an artifact. Echo, during your next upkeep after this permanent comes in, comes under your control, pay its casting cost or sacrifice it. And one tap, tap target artifact, creature, or land. So same thing as the other imprisoned cards, it represents the quarantine that people are next is bloodshed fever uh bloodshed fever is a red for an enchantment aura enchant creature uh enchanted creature attacks each turn if able so this having a fever is a symptom of the coronavirus so that's what this symbolizes uh cage of hands is to an white for an enchantment aura enchanted Creature, enchanted creature can't attack or block, and one in the white return cage of hands to its owner's hand. So, again, this is people being quarantined because they have the virus. Uh, elephant grass is green for an enchantment. Cumulative upkeep one. Black creatures cannot attack you. Non-black creatures cannot attack you unless their controller pays an additional two for each attacking creature. Uh, again, this represents the quarantine how they cannot interact with other people by attacking them. Uh, that is the same thing with propaganda. I just decided, screw it, I'm gonna play pro propaganda. I have to put playable cards in these decks. 
uh, propaganda is two and a blue for an enchantment. Enchanted creature can't attack you unless their controller pays two for each creature he or she controls that's attacking you. Uh, next, we have Engineered Plague, uh, two and a black for an enchantment. As Engineered Plague comes into play, choose a creature type. All creatures of the chosen type get negative one, negative one. This is great. It's really thematic because as far as I know, the the virus has not spread across species. Oh wait, no, it has. All right, it's just, it's just a plague. Uh, it's thematic because it's a plague. Forget what I said before. Uh, ice cage is one in a blue for an enchantment aura, enchant creature. Enchanted creature can't attack or block and its activated abilities can't be activated. When enchanted creature becomes the target of a spell or ability, destroy ice cage. Uh, again, uh, it's symbolic of being imprisoned. Plus you can heal them by by having it, by targeting it with something. I don't know, I mean, it, it's symbolic, okay? It doesn't have to be perfect. Just because we haven't found a cure doesn't mean there can't be a cure. All right, Necrotic Plague. Two, black, black for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature has, at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifices creature. And when enchanted creature is put into a graveyard, its controller chooses target creature, one of her, his or her opponent's controls. Return Necrotic Plague from its owner's graveyard to the battlefield attached to that creature. So, every single turn, it's just getting rid of another creature over and over and over. Um, so it just keeps on getting rid of the creatures gradually as more and more are getting the plague. Prison term, one, white, white for an enchantment or enchant creature. Enchanted creature can't attack or block and its activated abilities can't be activated. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, you may attach prison term to that creature. So, as more people are coming in and leaving the place, more people are getting imprisoned because they may have the coronavirus. For example, the people on the cruise ship that didn't get tested yet. More and more people are getting tested just because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Symbolic of prison term. And sometimes it'll stay on it. Symbolic of if you actually have the virus. Uh, spectral prison is one in a blue for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. Whenever, when enchanted creature becomes the target of a spell, sacrifice spectral prison. Uh, yeah, uh, it's the exact same thing. It keeps them imprisoned. It makes it so that they can't interact with other people and it can be healed. Spreading plague is four and a black for an enchantment. Whenever a creature comes into play, destroy all other creatures that share a color with it. They can't be regenerated. Honestly, this is just a plague, you know? Everything is dying. Things are just spreading and constant death. Traveling plague. Four, three, black, black for an enchantment aura. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, enchant creature, sorry, put a plague counter on traveling plague. Enchanted creature gets negative one, negative one for each plague counter on traveling plague. Whenever enchanted creature leaves play, that creature's controller returns traveling play from its owner's graveyard to play. So, slowly, so the plague goes on one creature, it kills it, and then it goes to another, and it kills it, slowly withering its soul and its life away. Uh, vile consumption is one blue black for an enchantment. All creatures have at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice this creature unless you pay one life. So basically this just means they're having a taxing effect on themselves and that they are slowly dying. Uh, wind scarred crag. All right, uh, so I ran the tapped gain lifelands, all 10 of them, and some basics. So I have Windscarred Cragged, which is, uh, so they all say the same thing. Uh, 
they enter the battlefield tapped and when they enter you gain a life and then they can tap for one of two colors when scarred crag uh, you can tap for red or right red or white Tranquil cove you can tap for white or blue thornwood falls you, falls you can tap for green or blue swift water cliffs you can tap for blue or red scoured barrens you can tap for white or black rugged highlands you can tap for red or green jungle hollow you can tap for black or green uh dismal backwater you can tap for blue or black blossoming sands you can tap for green or white and bloodfell caves you can tap for black or red there are also 13 swamps three plains four forests three mountains yes all right uh now let's get into the sorceries Dakmore Plague is three in a green for, or three black black for sorcery. Dakmore Plague deals three damage to each creature and each player. This includes your creatures and you. So, this symbolizes A, the spread of the plague, the dying, and also how the weak or ill or small can be affected worse and die more commonly through the plague. Next is desecration plague uh three in a black three in a green for sorcery destroy target enchantment or land the gods think of us as insects perhaps there is wisdom in that yeah i i don't know why i read the flavor text but uh it it's just uh, it says plague in it so therefore it fits with the theme uh in this i likened the words plague virus disease I just used them as the same. Uh, obviously, there are subtle differences, but because I want to have diverse themes with a lot of different ideas, I decided to do that. Endemic Plague is three in a black for sorcery. As an additional cost to play Endemic Plague, sacrifice a creature, destroy all creatures that share a creature type with the sacrificed creature. They can't be regenerated. Uh, yeah. That's great. Outbreak is three in a black. For sorcery, you may discard a card from your hand instead of paying Outbreak's mana cost. And choose a creature type. All creatures of that type get negative one, negative one until end of turn. Um, again, both of these target creature types, which doesn't work great because there is a small amount of leakage. There have been some animal infections from humans. Or at least there have been some animal infections. Not sure whether those originated from the humans, but that does seem more likely. Uh, poison arrow is four in a black, four black black for a sorcery. Destroy any one creature that isn't black. You gain three life. Uh, the flavor text is why I'm running it. In ancient China, not wearing armor could be a fatal mistake. Guan Yu, Zhao Yu, Sun Se, and other heroes were struck by poison arrows. So, A, uh, poison could be somewhat likened to the disease because we don't know how it's spread. But, mostly I'm running it just because it says China. And there's like two cards in all of magic that say China. So, yeah. Uh, sickening Dreams. Uh, one in a black for sorcery as an additional cost to play sickening dreams discard X cards from your hand and sickening dreams deals X damage to each creature in each player and the patriarch dreams of vile plague again same themes as before it's a plague it's sickening and it kills the weaker and already injured creatures much easier plus yeah sorry though yeah I didn't have anything to add. Stone Rain. Uh, Stone Rain is two and a red. For sorcery, destroy any one land. Uh, it's very important to find the one from Portal Three Kingdoms because the flavor text of it says, soldiers often blocked off the steep mountain passes to ambush enemy troops in Western and Central China. Again, it says China. So yeah, that's, that's all the reason I need. 
Uh, I did look through Portal 3 Kingdoms uh, a small amount because it's China themed, but I figured if I'm just saying names of historical figures that were in China, that's a little bit of a stretch. So I just went with only cards that directly say China. Uh, Swallowing Plague is X Black Black for Sorcery Arcane, and Swallowing Plague deals X damage to target creature, and you gain X life. Uh, again, it's a plague. It kills smaller, more damaged creatures easier. Same themes, same type of thing. Dark Nourishment is four and a black for an instant. Dark Nourishment deals three damage to target creature or player. You gain three life. And its flavor text is demons lurk in the shadows of ancient ruins, spreading plague and corruption across the land. Again, spreading plague. Killing, e killing smaller creatures, etc, etc. It's always, it's commonly the very same themes. Uh, two, green, green. For an instant, target creature gets gains trample and gets plus three, plus zero until end turn. Sorry, that is fanatical fever. So, fever is one of the symptoms. So, that's what that is talking about. Fevered strength is two and a black for an instant. Target creature gets plus two plus oh until end of turn. Draw a card at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep. It's great. Uh, again, uh, stench of decay. One black black for a instant. All non artifact creature gets creatures get negative one, negative one until end of turn. My lord, there's only so much I can do. The plague infests Krab much worse than any other city. Uh, just scribble off Krav and replace that with Wuhan, and you're good. Um, so, again, Central Decay, Death. Uh, all non-artifact creature getting, creatures getting negative one, negative one. Plague. All these things. It It's really well with this deck. Uh, waste Away. Uh, waste Away is four and a black for an instant as an additional cost to play Waste Away. Discard a card from your hand. Target creature gets negative five, negative five until end of turn. Uh, Chainer's insanity touched nearly every living thing, including viruses. I don't know. It just says virus, so I included it. Um, but it's kind of strange. It's like a virus containing a virus. I, I don't know exactly how that works. I would have probably have to do a really deep dive on the lore um in torment to find it and even know if there is any lore explaining that but i i'm not a vorthos i don't know how to find that so i just decided i would let it in um brazilian bats again the bat theme uh, so three and a black for a creature bat flying three one if I get hot soup and I equip it onto a bat that's a flavor win uh, light speaker is one and a black for a one one creature human rebel cleric four tap search your library for a rebel permanent with converted mana cost three or less put it into the battlefield then shelf your library I might end up cutting this in the future but because rebels and i might want to build a rebel deck sure rebel decks are terrible but still might want to build it because i might have to because i'm building every single card uh but the reason i'm running it is flavor text one croak sermon spreads propaganda and plague he's the origin he is the origin of the plague and he ate bat soup which is why he's the origin Oh, maybe I could also equip Light Speaker with Hatsu. There's a lot of flavor ones I can do in this deck. Uh, Blind Hunter is two white black for two two creature bat. Haunt, when this creature is put into a graveyard from play, remove it from the game haunting target creature. And when Blind Hunter comes into play or the creature it haunts is put into a graveyard, target player loses two life and you gain two life. So, 
Haunting can be likened to the virus. Plus, it's a bat. The bat gave the virus after it was eaten, after it died, which is kind of the same as eaten because it would haunt the thing that it ate it. So we just have to sacrifice, give light speakers some way to sacrifice blind hunter. Yeah, whatever. Um, Tanker abomination is two uh, hybrid black green, hybrid black green for a six sex creature to throw car. As Kanker Abomination enters the battlefield, choose an opponent. Kanker Abomination enters the battlefield with a negative one, negative one counter on it for each creature that player controls. Once the hideous disease takes hold, it spreads through bark and mind. Uh, so again, this is related to how it can go across species. It is also related to the weakening of creatures even if they don't die from the plague and how they just might even large creatures such as tree folks could die from it uh next is carrion howler uh three in a black for two two creature zombie wolf pay one life carrion howler gets plus two negative one until end of turn and as they chase tirelessly after the bone carts that speed along the streets of Plague Quarter. So, if you look at the art and you look at the card, it's clearly infected. Clearly. It's clearly a wolf, an infected wolf. Could also just be interpreted as a zombie, which could go along with Plague, but I don't know. I'm just gonna say it's infected. And maybe it's an infected zombie, which actually makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Cold Water Snapper is four and five and a blue for a four five hexproof turtle. Um, for generations, the inhabitants of Orvada have hungered for turtle soup. For generations, the turtles have frustrated their ambitions. Soup. Dakmore Bat. One in a black for one one flying bat. It's a bat, so that's why it's here. Uh, disease Carriers, 2 black black for 2-2. Two, two. When Disease Carriers is put into a graveyard from play, target creature gets negative 2, negative 2 until end of turn. Wrath is a disease. All its inhabitants, all its inhabitants carry. Um, yeah, so I guess Wrath is Wuhan and Corona at the same time. Um... up we have diseased vermin diseased vermin is two and a black for a one one rat at the beginning of your upkeep diseased vermin deals one damage to a single target opponent it has previously damaged for each infection counter on diseased vermin if diseased vermin damages a player in combat put an infection counter on it so whenever a diseased vermin deals combat damage to an opponent put an infection counter on it and at the beginning of your upkeep Diseased vermin deals X damage to target opponent, where X is the number of infection counters on it. That is not the official errata, that's just my understanding of it. Uh, yeah. Dusk Hunter Bat is one in a black for one one creature bat. Again, it's a bat, that's why I'm running it. Bloodthirst one. If an opponent was dealt damage this turn, this creature enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it. And flying. Foundry Screecher uh, is two and a black for a 2-1 creature bat. Foundry Screecher gets plus one plus zero as long as you control an artifact. Uh, Garzazol, Plague Queen, is four blue, black, red for a legendary creature vampire. Five, five. Whenever creature dealt damage by Garzazol, Plague Queen, this turn is put into a graveyard. Put a plus one plus one counter on it. And when Garzazol deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. And it's a 5-5 flying haste. Uh, yeah, it's a plague queen. She controls the plague. I was considering making it the commander, but I figured the five color, plus it just had better flavor. You know, actually naming the viruses much better than just being a plague queen. 
Uh, Krovican Mist is one in a blue for a creature illusion flying. Krovican Mist's power and toughness are each equal to the number of illusions in play. Uh, I might end up cutting this and putting it in an illusion tribal deck, but right now I don't think that exists. So for now I'm putting it in. Uh, the reason that I'm running it is it's a it's flavor text. Plague-induced dreams become real as they swirled above Krav, mingling with the ma- magical residue of the world spell. Uh, next we have Nomadic Elf. Nomadic Elf is one in a green for 2-2 creature elf druid. One in a green, add one mana of any color to your manifold. And quote-unquote, I've turned uh, the flavor text is the reason I'm running it, and it says, I've journeyed across Dominaria. Phyrexians are everywhere. Plague is everywhere. There's no place left to hide. So, Dominaria is either China or the world. Not sure which one, but it's one of them. But, I mean, there's still places in the world that haven't been affected. I'm pretty sure everywhere in China has been affected. I should probably look that up. Phyrexian Debaser is three and a black for creature carrier. Uh, 2 2 flying. Sacrifice it, tap, sacrifice it, and target creature gets negative 2, negative 2 until end of turn. Alright, next up we have Phyrexian Defiler. Phyrexian Defiler is 2 black, black for 3 3 creature carrier. Tap, sacrifice Phyrexian Defiler. Target creature gets negative 3, negative 3 until end of turn. Next, we have Phyrexian Plague Lord, three black black for four four carrier. Tap, sacrifice it. Target creature gets negative four negative four until end of turn, and I can sacrifice a creature to get to give something else negative four ne- negative one negative one until end of turn. So these are all carriers. They all um, specialize in spreading the plague. I, I don't know what that exactly. Uh, equates to in the real world. I guess those are planes. Yes, planes. Uh, next we have Plague Beetle. Plague Beetle is black for a 1-1 creature insect with Swamp Walk, and it's unblockable as long as defending player controls a swamp. And the flavor text is, no one knows whether they were named for the disease they carry, or the speed at which, at which they multi- multiply. Yeah. Uh, for this, we're gonna say it's for the disease. Plague Belcher is two and a black for a creature zombie beast with menace. When Plague Belcher enters the battlefield, put two negative, one negative, one counters on target creature you control. And whenever another zombie you control dies, each opponent loses two life, loses one life. It's a five four. Again, same as the keeps on going with the play theme plague theme but i might end up cutting this and putting it in a zombie deck um next we have plague dogs is four and a black for three three creature hound when plague dogs is put into a graveyard from play all creatures get negative one negative one until end of turn sacrifice plague dogs draw a card plague engineer is two and a black for two two death touch carrier as Plague Engineer enters battlefield, choose a creature type, and creatures of the chosen type your opponent's control get negative one, negative one until end of turn. Plague Fiend is one in a black for a one-one creature insect. Whenever Plague Fiend deals damage deals combat damage to a creature, destroy that creature unless its controller pays two. So it's like Death Touch, but they can pay two instead. Uh, Plague Mare is one black black. For a creature nightmare horse, 2-2. Plague Mare can't be blocked by white creatures. When Plague Mare enters the battlefield, creatures your opponents control get negative one, negative one until end of turn. Uh, Plague Spitter is two and a black for 2-2 creature horror. At the beginning of your upkeep, Plague Spitter deals one damage to each creature and each player. And when Plague Spitter is printed into a graveyard from play, Plague Spitter deals one damage to each creature and each player. Um, I, I just stopped listing these because they were the same ideas continuing. 
just different ones. Plague White is one and a black for two one. Creature Zombie, when Plague White becomes blocked, each creature blocking it gets negative one, negative one until end of turn. And for some goods, the best couriers are the dead. So, it every creature that it interacts with gets the virus. Gets smaller, gets weaker from the virus. Uh, Plague Witch is one in a black for one one creature elf spell shaper. Black tap, discard a card, target creature gets negative one, negative one until end of turn. I can all what cures you. I can ail what cures you. Um, yeah. I think that means that that it that it just makes it worse and spreads the disease. It's pretty weird. Uh Plague Bearer is one in a black for a zombie. One one XX black. Destroy target non-black creature with total casting cost equal to X. Uh so it's removal and it's Flavor text is its respiration is your expiration. Uh, so that's that goes along with the theory that the coronavirus is spread through respiration, which we don't know that yet. Um, no one, no one really knows how it is spread. Uh, plague crafter is two and a black for three two creature human shaman. When plague crafter enters the battlefield, each each player sacrifices a creature or a planeswalker. Each player who can't discards a card. Uh, yeah. Uh, Plague to Rusaka is black for a 1 1 spirit. Black sacrifice a creature, target creature gets negative 1, negative 1 until end of turn. And quote unquote, look at her. Once filled with incense, death has a way of bringing away such deficiencies. So, uh, you can sacrifice your creatures, that's death from the disease and it will continue to spread rhyme wind cryomancer is three and a blue for a two three creature human wizard uh one tap counter target activated ability play this ability only if you control four or more snow permanents mana abilities can't be targeted and it's two three um the reason i'm running it is the Flavor text, the thaw brings flooding, disease, and death. We will do all in all our power, all in our power, to bring frigid peace back to the world. We're trying to like heal people and find a cure and also fix the yeah, fix the flooding too. Which doesn't apply, but whatever. Uh black for typhoid rats, one one, death touch. Uh and the amount of damage this creature deals to a creature is enough to destroy it. And its flavor text is kidnappers caught in heaven go have given have are given two choices. Languish in prison or become rat rat catchers. The smart ones go to prison. So same type of themes. If you interact with the rat, you get the disease, um, and you die. Uh so yeah. That's the deck. Uh, it probably doesn't work very well, but it does go well with the theme. Alright, so one important thing about this deck is it breaks the most, one of the most fundamental rules of this challenge. In the beginning, obviously, sorry, it's not a rule. It's a strategic concept. In the beginning, I'm thinking, how can I maximize synergy? This doesn't focus on synergy. It focuses on flavor. So yes, this does minimize the overall value that I could get from this challenge in terms of power level. But not all decks are optimized for power level. This is optimized for flavor, not power level. So because of that, while it may not seem like it is optimized and it may seem like it is breaking the rule that I would like to have as much synergy as possible because that is the way that I can get maximized power from the cards, it is not. 
because I have a different objective in mind and it synergizes and it works with maximum value, not maximum power. Um, so that's a little bit of a philosophy change. All right, so now I'm gonna go into the collection data. So, so far I have used 464 cards uh, with 464 total unique printings. That just means I have no overlap and 440, so 464 totally unique cards. So yes, no overlap. Um, of course, for these, I got rid of the, what I did is I added in the decks and I got rid of the lands. Uh, the estimated value is 245 on TCG player and 329 on Card Kingdom. Um, all right, I have 233 on commons or comment commons 145 uncommons 77 rares and nine mythics so the rare to mythic ratio is good uh actually it's pretty good because rares there should be one eighth of the time i should get a mythic so that means times seven so i, I even have less rares more rares than i do in relation than i should in relation to mythics but the issue comes when we go rare to uncommon uh that's double again so double the uncommons that i have of rares which it should be more more like triple so i could bring that up i will in the future maybe next time i'll focus on some rarity more uh, I don't know whether this means I'm not being conservative enough, because it might, but, uh, I mean, rarity is a really hard way to measure it. Plus, I mean, I'm, I might be wrong, but I feel like there's a lot more from prints that common and uncommon, so it wouldn't actually necessarily be that. Uh, real quick, I'm going to do a scryfall search and figure out the ratios Mythics, rares, commons, and uncommons. Be back in a second. Alright, that's actually really surprising. So, overall, there are 7.3k uncommons, a uh, thousand uncommons, 6.6 thousand uncommons, 6.2 thousand rares, and 1,000 mythics. So, really, Commons, uncommons, rares should be about the same, and mythics should be about one-sixth of everything. So, my ratios are showing if going by 100% rarity, I am being more conservative than I have to be, which is a great, a great thing to know. Um, obviously, rarity is not a great measure, but even so, that's good information to have. That means that I know at least I'm not being way too much. And it also makes sense that there's a lot less mythics, because mythics were a later invention, and they're not at the same frequency. Uh, obviously, before my method of what is the number, the frequency, and just multiplying it by that is a terrible method. Um, it worked for nothing except for from rare to mythic, and even then it wasn't really perfect, and that's not really the reason. So, um, in theory, I'm being really conservative, but again, I need to work on my color ratios. I need a red deck, and I need a multicolor. Alright, it is time for Card of the Week. Alright, this week we have a relevant Card of the Week, Rasta of the Endless Web, because it's new. Rasta of the Endless Web is two green green for a legendary enchantment creature spider. Reach. Whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery spell, create a 1-2 green spider creature token with reach. Her webs. Spun from her own hair, reach from Nyx, 
the mortal world and even to the underworld. 3-5. First of all, it totally should have been Simic. It's a legendary creature. If it were Simic, I could manipulate things in ways I could bounce their instants and sorceries back to their hand over and over again so they'd have to recast them. I could also give them, have them draw more cards. I could also have cards that make them cast instant and sorcery spells because there are cards that replicate instant and sorcery spells that I cast to everyone or that anyone casts to everyone. I don't remember what it's called, but yes. It should have been Simic. It would have been so much better. I am with Commander Theory on this. Commander Theory is just another podcast. Uh, I think that there's that commanders should be the minimum possible number of colors that that it would still work and synergize once there's a color that has extremely limited synergy with it it shouldn't be included all right so there's a lot of controversy on this most people just don't like that your opponents get to choose but what I found out, let's let's get into what I found out. All right, so I'm using EDHREC's data for this. EDHREC uh, collaborates data from deck building sites. So basically I'm using the average of everything. So I found out that 27.44% of cards in decks on average are instant and sorceries. I did this through multiple methods and it seems to be pretty accurate. So that's, 17 on average per deck. Uh, obviously, if this is not accurate for your playgroup or something, it does not apply. But you can go into, you can figure out what the average is and go into hypergeometric distribution calculator to figure it out. All right, so by turn five, a single opponent will have drawn an average roughly two instants and sorceries that they would be likely to play past turn four um this does not count removal and it this does count removal and it does count most tutors uh because it's usually best to sand sandbag a tutor to not be a threat uh this assumes your opponent will not remove it so if they have removal uh they could just remove it i counted removal in the numbers uh, but I did not count Wraths or the early plays such as Slantbrick. Uh, so cards that are CMC4 that could be played, that would just be played generally on CMC4, on turn 4, I counted half the time because that's the frequency that they would be played after you. So, basically, the number of cards that are instants and sorceries is relatively accurate. If your opponents catch on to how good it is and remove it, um, it's probably not that bad even because your opponents have wasted to remove it. But for this, I'm assuming that they don't get rid of it. By turn five, all three of your opponents have drawn six instant and sorceries that they would likely play past turn four. I just went over the parameters they, in my mind, are pretty logical. But, so, for tutors and stuff, and removal, which is mostly what it is, that means that you're, they're gonna have to have something that they wanna remove. So I don't really have any good measure of what they're gonna play, but a good amount of them are just ramp or draw that they would just play on that turn. And they're drawing six, all three of your opponents. That is a lot of cards. They cast just half, which is completely reasonable. They cast just half of the cards. Then that is amazing, right? So uh, this is, I don't know. I think this means that Arasta is pretty reliable. Um, if you've ever played with niv at Perrin, you know that this is a really good effect. Obviously, you don't get the same effect. A 1-2 spider and a draw and deal damage is very different. But there are ways around it, and you can synergize really well with it. 
So I think that you should give this a chance and that most of the time it's going to surprise you how good it is. It took me so long to figure that out. Um, obviously, this is not perfect. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of contingencies like when is it going to get removed just incidentally through rads? What if it just gets removed normally? I don't really know. Uh, I figured maybe I can try and figure out the average rads and figure out when on average people would draw the rads. But then I thought that's not really reliable. There's not really any way to know what your opponents are going to draw and what they're going to play to become threats. If I do that, it'll just get me going down a rabbit hole that will just be never ending. And there's not really any good way to measure it. So, I don't know. My conclusion is Arasta is a very good spider. Um, it's a really good card. You should give it a chance. And it'll probably surprise you with how good it is. Plus, most players don't think it's that good of a card. So they're very unlikely to, to get rid of it. And you can just keep your spider. You can join my Discord server with the link in the description. You can email me at griffindonutgmail.com. You can find my personal account on in the description. You can find my Commander Quest Architect account in the description. And you can find me on Reddit, again, in the description. There's also a website there that I made. Uh, you can also send me voice messages for the 10th time in the description. And there will also be the links of decks or other relevant things that I talked about in the description. <laughs>